A quick announcement before the podcast begins. Don't forget that my three books are now available on Amazon and most online bookstores. 216 and the Secrets of the Universe 2nd Edition is available on Audible, Paperback, or Kindle. It is also translated into Spanish. 216 and the Secrets of the Universe 2nd Edition is a message that myself, the author, Omar Angulo, was guided to deliver by higher beings to humanity through this book. It all began on 216 when my older brother took his life and sent me down an unfathomable rabbit hole over the course of four years. This book can be enjoyed by those that are spiritually curious to those that may consider themselves to be full-blown awakened. My second book, titled My Contact with UFOs, Otherworldly Beings, God, Angels, Demons, and More, is available on Amazon and most online bookstores on paperback. This book is a collection of personal stories and experiences I had with the divine, paranormal, spiritual, and what some may consider to be taboo. My third book, titled My Book of Psalms, The Book of Old Number 3, is available on paperback and is also on Amazon and most online bookstores. This book is a collection of song lyrics written by myself with deep meaning over the course of my life and also a collection of photographs taken by myself or colleagues during not only my musical journey, but journey of life as well. And now, the podcast. Hey, what's good, everybody? Welcome to episode 25 of In A Good Way Podcast. Today's special guest is Whitney, also known as Accurate AF Tarot. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I truly appreciate you. I'm really excited. No, absolutely. It's my pleasure. Um, so today what we're going to talk about is, um, I guess, mostly love and relationships and all that. Um, you know, Whitney has, well, now two tarot channels, right? Like you have yep. a new one. Yep. Yeah. And um, like, how long have you had the original Accurate AF Tarot channel? I think since 2019. I think oh, okay. I started it January 11th, 2019. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was kind of weird, like how that, because I went back to look at when I started it and I'm like, oh, I did it on the 11th, you know, of January, not knowing the synchronicities. So yeah. yeah, that's so funny. No, I think I started this one like on, I think it was March, but it was like 22 of 2022. So I was like, oh, okay. That's, that's pretty interesting. So synchronicities. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. And um, so if you don't mind, I guess we could just go back really briefly into like, um, what made you start tarot and, and like a little bit about your, were you already kind of in tune or, or what made you so start? I'm one of those weirdos where, um, so growing up, my mom is super Catholic, like mm. super, super Catholic. And my dad is an atheist where it wasn't like, he's like, I don't believe in God. It was just, I don't care. Whatever you want to be, that's going to make you happy do it. And he would make us go to these different like religions, or we would go to like, hang out with like a Christian friends at their church, we would go to the Catholic church, like we would do just like, different things to figure out where we really fit in. And um, my grandma, who is Sicilian, she was psychic, but she was so Catholic. And um, she would just know certain things. And for me personally, I began to hear or like, see spirits, and it scared me at like a very young age. So she taught me how to um, tune them out. Oh, wow. So I always have like uh, a TV on when I was younger. I could never go to sleep. Like, I think I went, I think I watched cartoons like to bed when I was like 22 because, oh. <laughs> you know, because you hear it's, it's, it's so much um, noise. It's so much congestion if you're unable to tune it out. So 
that kind of happened. And then, you know, my mom was into tarot and psychic. So like at eight years old, I would go with her to her tarot readings. And I remember it was like this weird, like English, old ass English lady. And um, she lived in this weird house. My mom would go to her all the time to get tarot readings. Wow. And um, I ended up getting a divorce and I got a psychic just because I kept hearing things and seeing things. And what I was seeing was coming to fruition or coming true. And I felt crazy. And the lady's like, why don't you just pick up a tarot deck and use that as uh, confirmation? And that was like nine years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like that's before tarot became this fad, right? Mm. Because tarot right now to me is somewhat of a fad. Yeah. Um, And, and uh, yeah, so that's kind of how my tarot journey started was a long time ago. Wow. Yeah, because I was even thinking of because, like how you said, like in 2019, I started hearing, I guess, um, you know, I started hearing things, you know, but luckily at the time I had a medium friend that pretty much taught me how to tune it out. So I was, but the same, I would be laying down and I'm like, you hear a guy's voice, a woman's voice, and you're like, how the heck, like you can't Yeah, like what are they doing? What do they want me to know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it was just kind of. It was kind of creepy. Like, you know, I, I didn't see them though. I mean, I would see them when I would close my eyes. I would see their faces clearly. You know what I mean? But yeah, totally. But well, and it's it's interesting because I think beforehand I used to be scared, right? Mm-hmm. I, I would be um, but like back to like the spiritual thing, right? Mm-hmm. So now I hear and see things all the time, and I'm just like what's up? Like, it doesn't scare me anymore. It's, it's something that's so natural. And I mean, I'll even have dreams with like the devil who I know it's like somebody doing something to me, right. Coming in and trying to intimidate me and me turning around and saying, like grabbing them by the throat and saying like, you don't have a place here mm. and like throwing them down and watching them shrink. And I think that for me, spirituality, especially over these last year and a half, it's it's heightened there's Mm -hmm. something about i think you and i were talking about like this veil that's um the veil is coming off and things are just so clear cut where it's like you feel like everything that's been told to you is a lie Mm. so that's kind of like what i'm going through right now it's it's weird man it's a weird type of energy i don't know how to explain it no no you know i agree 100 percent Okay. Okay. Let, let, <laughs> someone, well, okay. For example, like you, you had a, I don't know if it was in how you said you started your other channel, but you said like something about a mirror being broken. You were doing a reading and there was some card about a mirror being broken. And you said oh, how, you know, when a mirror breaks, it's a spell that breaks, right? Exactly. So you said that, but you were like, usually it means like seven years bad luck, but the way you were seeing it was like a spell being broken. Yes. And so I was riding my, like my, you know, bicycle up in the mountains, you know, I'll go. And on the path, there was a big old broken mirror. And I was like, what in the hell is a cold mirror? And it was all shattered. Like, so just all the glass was broken. It popped into my head. Like the illusion has shattered. That's what I heard. And then the next day, I think that's when I saw your reading. And I was like, and you said that I was like, what the hell? So it kind of confirmed the way I took it, like, oh, wow, some kind of illusion has shattered 
or something like that. I didn't know if it was just for me, but when you said like, I guess collectively, I mean, it could be that as well. It's crazy because for me, you know, it is very much glass half full or glass half empty. Mm. And both are needed in my opinion. However, you know, beforehand, if I broke a mirror, I was like, oh my God, like, what am I going to do? Like, shit, like I, I already have bad luck, you know, or whatever. I'm going, going through it. But then when I realized is like when a mirror would break, my luck would increase. And that's when one of my um, very, she was very spiritual at the time, super spiritual. And uh, I think she's Native American and uh, Puerto Rican and Italian. She has, she's like mixed with like a bunch of stuff. And she's like, mama, like when the mirror breaks, that's a curse that broke. Wow. And the moment she said it, it clicked. And, and this was, I'm telling you, this is probably nine years ago. She said it to me. And I remember being like, damn. And then yeah. ever since that moment, when glass breaks, whether it's a cup, whatever, I'm like, that's meant to happen. And I'm thankful. And I clean the glass up smiling. Like, I know that's right. You know, because wow. it, it's, it's a change in energy, right? Wow. Glass shattering. <laughs> it's, 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 it's smashing to pieces, you know, even think about it, the way that you view yourself, it's, it's almost like a level of defragmentation and you putting the pieces back together and having a higher understanding. So kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's crazy. Cause once I, there was someone I, I was going to interview, or I was thinking of asking to interview them for the podcast when mm-hmm. I had just started. And, you know, they have certain beliefs and stuff, but I was washing the dishes and right as I thought, I, I, you know what, I'm as this person, bam, the whole thing just shattered. And I was like, okay, I'm not. <laughs> like, I don't know. So I didn't ask them because I, I took it in that way. Like, that was just crazy that at that moment that I was like, I'm going to interview this person. That thing just went. Yep. I, I didn't even, I wasn't even putting pressure on it. Like nothing crazy. I was just, yeah. Well, yeah. It's funny because in tarot, um, you know, I used to have this friend and she'd always be like, but what's your advice? And I'd always say like, fuck the advice. I don't want the advice. I want to YOLO it. You know what I mean? Like, I want to do what I want to do type of energy. And she, she taught me like, you need to ask this advice. Mm. And, um, cause she was big on advice, right? What should I do? And, and I was like, I don't care. Cause I want to do what I want to do. But when I started asking the advice and there, there was advice that I didn't like. And I'd be like, no, I'm not doing it. And let me tell you, when I wouldn't follow the advice, I would, I I would feel it. And then I would throw my hands up like, okay, I appreciate your advice. And I understand. And the moment that I really kind of surrendered myself to the fact that I'm tapping into a higher source, a higher divine um, energy, I began to trust myself and trust what I was receiving And honestly, since that period of time, my life has been so chill because I know that if they're telling me something, it's because it's leading me down the right pathway. And that really does change my perception on, you know, anything negative. It's like this negativity is happening because it's setting up this positive because the universe is about balance. Mm. You can't have evil without good. You can't have light without dark. How do you know what dark is if you've never seen the sun? Mm. So it it's kind of a weird way to perceive it, but I don't know. I, I just think it's very enlightening to me. So now I always follow the advice. If they tell me something, even if I don't, I, I always do it regardless. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. Um, I think the same way, right? Like I'll, I'll listen 
I'll listen and, um, you know, I take the advice. Like, but it's to the point, like, sometimes I'll be driving, it's like, make a left. Okay, I'll make a left. Like, weird stuff like that. But it somehow works out, right? Like, by some miracle, it works out. Um, You know, well, I won't go into that. I was thinking of a story, but, like, um, okay, speaking of all that, like, for example, how you said um, sometimes there's negative stuff. Cause I want to talk for real, like about relationships, right? Like, um, okay. not that we can't talk about everything else, obviously, but, mm-hmm. but like, how does relationships tie into all like this whole great scheme of everything spiritual? Because I think like relationships are really important. And do you, do you agree or like, I do. I think that relationships are important not all relationships so like for me I'm kind of a loner and I have my one or two people that are my ride or dies Mm -hmm. and everything else to me is fluff they're acquaintances um but I feel like you know in all the movies there's a reason why love itself breaks these curses Mm. love itself is the highest power of all because you know whether that's a level of self-love whether that's your love for somebody else there's something about love that can take somebody that maybe never, again, it's like, how I imagine it is this, okay? Somebody that's closed off to love, they're in a deep, dark cave, right? Mm. All they know is this darkness. But the moment that somebody touches their soul, the moment that somebody comes in and shows them something different, shows them this lighter aspect, it opens their world to like this whole new type of um, experience, right? You start to think about this person. You start to fantasize about them. You start to have these dreams about them. There's all these things that begin to happen out of nowhere. And it's such a beautiful um, thing when you find your one person. So I don't know. What do you think? (laughs) Well, I mean, that was beautifully put. I think we could stop the interview right there. (laughs) No, No, but you know, you summed it up uh, beautifully, I think. Well, See, I just made a video like, I don't know how I felt about it, but I felt like I had to because I think it was tied into the the curse breaking, right? Mm -hmm. I know it's weird, but it's been coming to me. I don't know. You know how they say during like Halloween, Dia de los Muertos, the veil is thin. So the person that came through for me is like my grandpa. My grandpa died before I was born, right? Like, Mm -hmm. uh, so... I never got to meet him, but there were stories. Like basically when I met my grandma, the story was said that was that he was poisoned by a woman and he would, that's how he was killed. Right. That he had women. So, you know, that obviously, the women shit, right? Yeah. Like he, he had, you know, he had women around, like even that, right. Like he had my dad with, with, you know, my dad's mom, but then he had another, you know, another woman and had more kids and, you know, different mm-hmm. things like that. But eventually, you know, that he was poisoned. Right. Yeah. So, so, uh, what happened to dogs? <laughs> One second. Yeah. Zola, you okay? So That's she's great. like a little Leo, but yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> this one's an Aquarius. Oh, okay. That's crazy. Yeah. Sorry. Is, no, no, no worries. Mine's is a Sagittarius. That's why I know all that energy. I'm like, oh, sh- shoot. Like, it oh, makes okay. sense. Yeah, she's oh, a little, yeah. like, never stop. Right? Yeah. Because Sagittarius are all over the place. Yeah, yeah. She's a little, I mean, she's, you sh- like, she just... Oh man, it's crazy. The way she runs, it's insane. I bet. Well, I bet. Sadness are, are, 
Sadhus are very unique because they're the only half animal, half man, right? So they oh, wow. they I understand oh, different wow. portions of it. Ah. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Think no, about I it. Like they're the ones that have that um that fire energy, yet they have the logic of like a Gemini. Wow. Or of an Aquarius yeah. or something like that, because again, they're a Minotaur. Mm. That's kind interesting. Yeah, yeah. My moon is in Sagittarius. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, that's awesome. Oh, I know I have you. a lot of cancer in my chart. Ah. Um, so I can get my feels <laughs> yeah. really and I feel everything. My my yeah, I've had <laughs> mm -hmm. well, I've ended up with it like a quite a bit of cancers in, in my in because my they're emotionally intelligent and cancers are nurturing cancers cancer can look at you and know exactly what's wrong with you without you even saying anything well now it makes sense because i've been studying my whole birth chart okay so let's okay so going back to like like the whole relationship thing right like mm -hmm. i've been studying my whole birth chart more okay what are you what what ascending sign are you leo Mm. Yeah, I got a lot of Leo. I, I didn't even know. Like, I got really? Well, I got all oh, three Leos, right? I got Rising. Um, shoot, I forgot what else. Uh, do you have what is your um Venus in? Taurus, right? So yeah, Taurus. So consistency. Consistency. Yeah. Yeah, I would say I would say Taurus is all about consistency. Yeah, that so. You know, so okay, let's let's get into that part of the relationship. For example, like um, like, you know, I'm a Gemini, so I always got okay, so let's go back to the curse thing. So see, for example, I've always ended up in weird relationships, and it almost felt like obviously none of them worked out, right? And and they were very toxic, some of them. But me, I felt like I was more the nurturing and like they sucked the life out of healer. me. Yeah, but see. So when I was young, that was okay. Like, I think even in my head, I was like, ah, maybe I was put, put into this person's life to help them. Yep. But as you get older, it's like, I don't got nothing left. Like, you guys took everything and mm -hmm. I don't got shit left. So I had to go through a whole, really? I think the last person finally was the straw that broke the camel's back where I was like, that's why when this mirror broke recently and during this whole eclipse season, I feel like, what the hell have I been doing like, Mm -hmm. Why have I been putting up with that? Like, that's the thing. I don't know. I could look at it like, oh, it was part of my journey. Like, whatever. journey. But it almost feels like a curse because it's like, it is too much. <laughs> like, so it's almost like you start thinking like, when the hell am I going to catch a break? Like, there's got to be like, you like, I have to meet someone good, yeah. right? At some freaking point, <laughs> right? I think too, you know, when it comes to healers, healers naturally are going to attract somebody that needs healing right opposites attract a positive and a negative that's what it is right it's balance and depending on who you're dealing with they're either acceptable they're either open and accepting of the energy or they're not and what happens is 99 percent of the time these people fight it because they're uncomfortable with feeling these emotions that are so deep and a lot of times those people have issues from childhood traumas or whatever it may be. And um, there's this thing called avoidance where mm. you avoid emotionally attaching to people because then you don't have that limitation or you don't have the ability to be vulnerable because you were taught at a very young age that the people that you loved and the people that you trusted the most, they didn't care or you were alone 
or whatever it may be. And a lot of it does stem from childhood. So um, doing that deep seated work, and some of this is uh, generational, right? Mm. Generational, whether it's you're the wrong religion or you're the wrong, you know, you're from a different country or different culture, whatever it may be, having this idea, I have to stay this way in order to be successful or in order to whatever, that's what I feel like this generation is breaking. Mm. It's breaking what you're supposed to do and it's going with what you're meant to do, what your heart is leading you to do. Mm. That's what I think. No, no, that makes perfect sense. And see, like, I think being a Gemini, mm-hmm. we put out a certain, like, I, I don't know why people perceive us in a certain way, but like I told you, like. Light. It's airy. It's free. It's uh, young. It's youthful. You know why? Because it's a level of uh, naivete. What is it? Naivete. I never can say that word correctly, but Gemini's always are just these bright eyed, glossy, excited, happy, you know, anything can happen type of people, right? We're the magician. We manifest. That's how we manifest. We manifest in a sense of positivity. But again, you also get magicians that are tricksters and use whatever for evil. But I think people have a hard time with Gemini because why are you like this? Why has the world not corrupted your energy like it has everybody else? It doesn't seem real Mm. because it's pure. There's a level of purity, in my opinion. Wow. Maybe because I'm a Gemini. So I'm yeah, like, yeah, hey. no. yeah. but I mean, I, I, I definitely <laughs> feel like that, right? Like I do, I feel like Geminis have a sense of purity and, and, and those Geminis, those high vibrational Geminis understand that, but those ones that are low vibrational, they use their intelligence. They, they, they use the gifts that God has given them because a magician has all of the elements, air, fire, water, earth, um, so because Gemini has all those, they are, you know, the masters of the trade. So they mm. can either go left or they could go right. Mm. That's kind of like my perception on like Gemini. No, no, no. That's yeah. beautifully put. No, and, and like, see, so already like that, like Gemini's, it sounds like we get a bad rap. But see, totally. I think people like when they will meet me, they think Gemini you know, they're kind of loose with their love or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But see, like how I told you, like my Venus is Taurus, right? So Taurus is very, like even now when I would be with someone, like I would never, I've never cheated on anyone that I was with when I was in a committed relationship, right? Me too. Okay, see, so what's your Venus? My Venus is Cancer. So I have Cancer Moon, Mercury, and Venus. So my Cancer, my my cancer or my mercury is mercury cancer, also. cancer yeah 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 so how you express yourself it's also how you express yourself but also how you view the world is from an emotional standpoint um because of the mercury or because of yeah the because mercury is it, it's not only how you express yourself but it's also how you retain information how you view information oh so um how you learn and those kind of things but um i also feel like Sometimes when it comes to Gemini, Gemini just likes to keep things light and funky and fresh, but then you'll catch a Gemini at the right time where it's like, when you poke them 900 times on that 901, that's when Gemini is like, Hey, take a long walk off a short pier. And then people are like, Ooh, you're two faced. Like, no, you know, but I'm tired of being a stepping stool for your fuckery. Mm. 
And that's where people get upset because Gemini is a sign that can't be controlled. They're mutable. So who you think they are, you've only seen one aspect of them, mm. which is multi. I feel like Gemini's are multi-dimensional. I do. Like explain that that I guess, yeah, yeah. Do you mind Definitely. explaining? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like think about it. Like there's so many aspects. Granted, there's aspects of other signs too, right? Other signs all have their qualities that make them unique, that make them special. Whether mm. it's intuition, whether it's you know healing, um, whether it's going deep like Pisces does. But I feel like Gemini's are Pisces of the sea. You know what I mean? Or, or Pisces are Gemini of the sea. Pisces are very similar to Gemini, except Gemini vocalizes it. Pisces goes deep. They, they, they sink into this deep, soulful type of like, what the hell? Um, but we all have different things. I just think Gemini is multifaceted. Mm. There's just different levels, different dimensions of them, different layers. That's interesting because Pisces is, I don't know. I kind of, I get along with them as friends, but like Lovers? like my arch nemesis that's <laughs> been like that's Pisces been like hard that's... Pisces are challenging because gemini wants pisces to express themselves right gemini feels pisces emotions because pisces has this deep watery pool so you feel them mm. you know how they feel but they'll never admit it They'll let you go forever. You know what I mean? And just never open up and never say anything and never say like, this is how I really feel about you. They just keep mm -hmm. it deep within until they're ready to come up or until they feel like they're safe. Like think about fishing, right? Fishing takes fucking forever. There's a reason for it, right? Think about it. Like you could be out there forever and never catch a fish. Uh, I've never really gone fishing. So that's interesting. But, but I, I got what you're saying. Like that's, yeah. that's a good analogy. Because think about it, people will be out there for four hours before they even catch a fish. Yeah. Right? But you have to be patient. You have to be quiet. The moment you get excited, they go deeper. So it really is a sense of strategy to deal with the Pisces. But see, a, a Gemini doesn't Gemini have, don't have the patience. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. So for a Gemini, it's like you're not going to wait around and like not till you decide to come out like. It's not gonna but be like, ah, fuck this. I've had enough. Okay. Yeah. I got like, you know, two other in the barrel or three other in the, however many Gemini has, right? Cause I think Gemini is, um, you know, uh, Gemini is always going to be a sign that has many people, um, that they can connect to, or that they have connected to, whether it's as friends or whatever it may be, there's always somebody that's, that's vying for their attention. In my opinion. Mm. So when Pisces acts wonky, I think Gemini is just like, all right, fine. Like, I'm tired. I just want something easy. But then the easiness is boring. And they, mm. they want that deep soul understanding. You know, Gemini wants to understand. So then they go back to the Pisces. <laughs> the circle begins. You know what I mean? The circle continues. So. Okay. So, so since you mentioned that, then let's talk about like, I guess, karmics, right? Because, you know, like with the tarot readings, it always comes up. You got twin flames, you got karmics, you got soulmates, you got uh, your, I don't know, whenever they say like, or you say like your person or this and that. Divine like, counterpart, your life person. Oh, the divine counterpart. So let's, let's talk about that for a little right. bit. Like, I guess, which one should we start with? Karmics or? You know, 
I think this, I think that somebody could be all of the above. Mm. Right? I wasn't because expecting that answer. <laughs> what? I wasn't expecting that answer. So you got my, uh, you piqued yeah. my interest. I'm all because, ears. So like beforehand, I didn't believe in um, uh, twin flames. I thought it was a crack of shit. And I thought that it was a lot of people that were utilizing the twin flame energy or utilizing that verbiage in order to get people in relationships that are toxic, giving mm. them an excuse to say. And a lot of times tarot readers do benefit off that. Um, so for me, I just never really, I was just like, mm, you know what I mean? And, and, and my stance is this, I feel like, and this is very different. I feel like depending on whatever elevation you're on, there is a, there is a person on that elevation that is your twin. Mm. So when you elevate, if that person doesn't elevate with you, you have a potential of meeting this new person, of meeting this new partner that you can divinely feel connected to. Mm. Um, because I feel like you really do only meet your true twin at the last stage of your journey when you've learned all the lessons, when both of you guys have learned the lessons, that's when you truly come together as one. I don't, I, I don't think that you know, every person you meet is a twin. I think that a lot of people are soulmates. Um, a lot of people are here to teach lessons. Um, and karmics can be friends, right? I mean, karmics can be anything. And karma doesn't necessarily mean a negative thing. You get positive karma. But karmic right now is used in a way where there's somebody that's holding on to an energy that refuses to let go right? Mm -hmm. That's that karmic energy. When somebody is trying to release and that person says, no, I will not let you release. Nope. You're going to stay stuck in this situation. I don't like you. You don't like me, but this is it. That's that karmic energy for me. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. No. Like I remember someone I was seeing, uh, and you know, they were just really, really negative. So, you know, I mean, like, well, I don't want, like sometimes I would, I would, I would snap back. Cause it was like, yeah. you know, like for example, like, you know, they would bring me food or something and they're like here. And I was like, I like, fuck you. <laughs> like, take that yeah, shit. I don't want it. Like, you ain't giving yeah, that's me bad energy. Exactly. Whenever you're eating. Exactly. If you're not in a good mood exactly. when you're eating it, why are you putting it into your body? Exactly. You told, you called me and told me about, if, if I wanted you to bring me something and I was like, sure, you bring me something. You're like, here, like, I just. I just caught, like, you know, you had to go out of your way. Like, so I was like, get, and then, you know, blah, then they would snap, you know, go all crazy. But yeah. this person, when we finally, I remember I told him, dude, we don't get along at all. Like, mm -hmm. and, and then, you know, she was like, like, oh, I know, but, but, and I was like, what? Like, listen to yourself. Like, you agreed with me. We don't get along, but you still want to stay in that. Yeah. Why are we doing this? Yeah. Like, so luckily, like I was leaving out of state so <laughs> i was like there was no like, like bye catch you yeah. on the flip side yeah yeah and i was gone for a few months and then you know that was it by the time i came back that was done but it blew my mind that someone could tell you that like we could uh, we could agree that we don't get along but mm -hmm. you still want to stay in that in that situation so but it's for control right i think that that's the thing about the karmic is the karmic is all about control I don't care about how I feel. I don't care how you feel as long as I, I maintain in a sense of control, right? Karmic, in my opinion, is driven by ego, driven mm. by jealousy, right? 
that's the negative aspect of the twin. Like if you have a twin, a twin flame, the karmic would be the negative where the twin flame would be the positive. Mm. The karmic holds you back while the twin flame enlightens you, makes you want more, makes you question more, makes you question, you know, the karmic is like uh, material, finances, that kind of thing. That's what the karmic is fo focused on, the 3D realm, where your twin flame is saying, hey, let's take a pause really quick. What about this? Or what about that? Or whatever it may be. And in my opinion, your twin enlightens some other aspect that's been untapped, right? In your soul that makes you think about things completely differently. Mm. That's what I think. Sorry, you snoring. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. So why has... I mean, I think you pretty much described like, you know, your take on it. I, I was just like, why, why has it been taught a certain way then? Like this twin flame thing of, you know, because I, I always hear how that, like your twin flame, how you said, like, it's supposed to be this chaotic thing and this, because even that, like I met someone that made me, I had never heard of twin flame and they made me look up the whole twin flame. I don't know how, but that was a very. For me, it was a very toxic situation, which. Because um, you wanted to understand it. Yeah, yeah. But every time it was like they were like very strange, like. It was very, to me, manipulative now in hindsight, like, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I don't even want to bring them up because it's like I don't want to call that energy. But it was like even when I would try to cut them off, it'll be like, oh, OK, but you always be my person or stuff like that. And I'll be like, what? And then <laughs> the next time it's like you. No, no, we like it was like they were too wishy-washy. Like it was always like that. That's why it was very after in hindsight, it was like manipulative, right? Because I was like, you know, like every time it was like, okay, you know what? Like I can't do this no more. Like your wishy-washy energy. Like I don't get it. Like it was very confusing. Mm -hmm. I, and like I think I don't know if you said it. I think a reading you did about Gemini's, you said how we'll spin and spin and spin yes. and spin. Yes. And so I think I made a video about it too. I talked about how, like with this person, it like almost looked good on paper, but every time I never had a good dream about them. Well, here's the thing though, right? They didn't have that oomph factor. Somebody can look good on paper. Somebody, and, and that's what social media has taught us. As long as people are envious of you, Right. And that was funny. I was talking to one of my best friends and I said to him, um, I said to him, I said, you know, the problem is with cell phones, right? Back in the day, if you wanted to talk to somebody, you had to wait for that person to get home. They had to, you had to write them hand notes, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it, it gave you this ability to anticipate, to get excited about this person reaching out to you where now you text them, you expect a response immediately. There's oh. no time to miss anybody. There's no time, there's no breaks, there's no nothing. And I think that even with social media, it's being broadcasted that everybody has these type of relationships and they're not real. Mm. Fake, oh. completely fake. Mm. So I think that's part of the problem. It's trying to keep up with the Joneses. It's trying to portray you're somebody you're not. A lot of people will stay in relationships just because they don't want anybody talking about them. They don't want their community. They don't want their family upset. But the reality is like for me, um, you know, I have two kids and I, I was married. And the one thing, you know, going into the marriage, I never was in love with him. 
Like I've only really loved one person and that's it. And like, when you find somebody where you could be like, yep, that's love. Like I really fucking love that. Really? You're going to do this? (laughs) Thank you. Um, When you can say like, you know, I really do love this person. You're going to have to get down if you're going to snore, sir. Come on. You're a big boy. You can get down. A big, like 24 pound dog, like sitting there snoring. Mm. but uh, when, when, when you can really pinpoint somebody, right? Pinpoint, good night, Vinny. Oh, that's our new little one. Oh. All right, go, Vinny. Oh, yeah, you want to show? That's Zola. <laughs> Bye, mommy. Say good night, Vinny. Well, see you later. Um, <laughs> when you can really have that moment where you realize I mean, granted, when I was married, I knew I never loved him. And he would tell my friends, she doesn't love me, right? I got married because I got pregnant, bad situation, whatever. I would have stayed in that situation and tried to work it out. That's what I told myself. Like, I could learn to love him, right? I could learn to understand him. I, I could just deal with it for the kids because family was important to me. And I was just the most miserable person ever. And it was like God kept pushing me and pushing me to create boundaries and to get out of that situation. And finally, one day I was like, you know what? I can't, I can't do it anymore. And I never looked back and it was the best situation ever. And I promised myself at that point that I would never be in a relationship where I didn't love anybody. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I, I would never try to make something. It's not because when you're in a loveless relationship and you have children, what are you teaching your children mm. that that's acceptable? right? That it's okay that mom doesn't love dad. It's okay that dad is never home. It's okay that dad, you know what I mean? Like, especially as, as a female, you're, you're watching these things, right? As a man, you're being taught, or as a boy, you're being taught how to be a man, how, how, how to interact with women. And as a woman, typically you tend to date people like your father, right? Because that is your first love. That is your, your first real male role model. So for me, it changed my perception when it came to relationships. And I promised myself, like, I would never show my children a relationship that wasn't one where I was truly in love and um, where I knew it was a positive experience because I want to show them, like, what real love is. So kind of like my thing. No, no, that's it. Because you're not the first person I've heard that from that. Was able to get, but that blows my mind because I don't know if I, like, I would think I wouldn't be able to do that to be married to somebody that I wasn't, huh? It was hard. I mean, I wasn't married for very long. Um, and, uh, it's, yeah, that was hard for me, but But yeah, I've heard that. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, you know, I think that you get into this daily rut, right? That's that two of pentacles, that day to day where you pass and go so much, it's the same thing. It's consistency. It becomes stagnant, right? Stagnant energy causes atrophies where you start to forget certain aspects of yourself. You become a shell of yourself because you're not following your true divine purpose. You're not following your true divine path. So the moment you break free of that, because what happens is when you stay in these these relationships that are unhealthy, you become a shell of yourself, Mm. right? You no longer have passion. You no longer, you know, you're too busy trying to conform to this person instead of just being like, 
hey, like we're a team, like let's do this. Like if you really love somebody, it's different than staying with somebody just for convenience. Yeah. So yeah. So let me ask you that. How is it? Because I, you know, I've heard this from other women that that were married. So how are you able to marry out of convenience instead of love? Like that's crazy to me. But I've heard other women say this. So like how did it, it happen? Just, yeah, is it more? It's I mean, it's not is it more of I mean, I think men do it too, obviously, but but I've heard women say that. So how are you able to do it? Because I don't think I could do it like at the end of the yeah, day. It was rough. I mean, um, I had got pregnant and um my dad was like, I guess you're getting married. Oh. And it was crazy because during this time period, um, I was just going through like a weird period. I was drinking a lot. I was kind of just ha partying, having a good time. Um, and that had happened. And I just remember sitting there going like, damn, you know what I mean? Um, I think I even got married like five months pregnant or something like that. And oh, I don't wow. remember the day I got married, but I remember the day <laughs> I got divorced. Yeah. Halloween. Like, what are the chances? Oh, really? Like, thank the fuck God, right? Um, that was the day the paperwork was finalized or? Yeah, it was finalized um, October 31st. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because for me, anybody that whose life I come into, um, and it's probably the same thing for you, but when you're a pure person, when you really do have pure intentions, their life will automatically elevate because the energy, right? Mm -hmm. But the moment you retract your energy, they go back down to where they come. And it, it's like, anytime I leave somebody, they end up doing horrible, mm. like absolutely horrible. Like you name it. And it, the same thing happened for him. Like, but for me, it's like, it is what it is. Like he could have made things easier. He could have done things differently to make things smoother. And he just chose not to. Mm. So that's it. You know, I've never stay to find out if they went down but when i was with someone they did always elevate and yeah. i made a video about that like you know even one girl that i was with like i met her she was like you know but she was cool whatever so but she didn't have nothing like no job no car no and then when i was with her she got a job got a car went back to school all this stuff but then yeah. like they sucked the life out of me and then so every time i would leave it's like having to rebuild having to pick yep. yourself back up right yeah. so well, and it's just interesting. Like the other day, um, I got this text message from this, this guy that I was dating. Um, and I don't know how long, it was like a couple of years ago that I dated him. And it was mostly like an online relationship essentially. And um, I had gone, I had, you know, I had met him like in the Miami airport and um, I had flown out to see him and just like a bunch of different things. And I don't know, I just, my heart, it, it, it's almost like when, when you really do know the person you love, you realize like your heart isn't in it. And it's funny because I was having a conversation with my friend Raja and he messages me and he's like telling me like, I love you so much. You're the love of my life. You've broken my heart. You know, you were supposed to marry me. And she's like, damn, bitch, like, why did you not marry him? And I'm like, because I was in love with somebody else. And then, you know, I've been proposed to a couple of times being in this weird, like, situationship with the person that I've been in love with. And it's like, she's like, does he know that? And I'm always like, no, like, I don't say to him, like, such and such showed up at my doorstep crying, you know what I mean? Like, or such and such did this. Um, but I think that when you truly love somebody, like, and you really do know what true love is, 
you don't deviate from that because anything outside of that is fake. Anything outside of that is not saying true to who you are. And you're always going to feel something that's missing. Mm. And of course I can go be happy. I can go, you know what I mean? Like I'm in South Florida. Like there's a, you know, a lot of options, whatever, but when you really feel like you have that person, it changes the way that you perceive things. It changes the way that you look at just people in general or even relationships. So you still talk to this person that you feel you're in love with? Yes. And you guys- Well, here's the thing. So like we started off (laughs) as friends, right? Totally best friends. It was something that happened that shouldn't have happened because I was just going to help, you know, fix a website or something like that. Something very organic. It wasn't like, and we were in two separate, you know, opposite sides of the world. Um, But it was weird because when we connected, I was like, damn, there's something weird about him. Like, I don't know what it is. And then I ended up meeting him somewhere. Like, I think we met in like Vegas or whatever. And it was like the moment that I saw him, I'm like, fuck, like it, it, it was instantaneous where I could see that like I was meant to be in his life. I don't think I understood at that time the capacity, um, but I knew that it was something very different and something very genuine. So it was just different. And of course, like I've dated since then um, because that's what you do, right? When you're on the twin flame, like type of weird fucking roller coaster, like you date because you're like, is this real? I'm tired of waiting. I, you know, I don't have to wait if I don't want to wait. You know, it's, it's, it's a very unique kind of energy for sure. So then why aren't you together now? I didn't say we weren't. I don't oh. know. No, I'm just saying like, I, I just think for me, um, I think the moment that titles become it's like trying to put a title on something I think that that's where things get sticky and I think that the thing with him and I is it's it's different cultures right like completely different cultures Mm. and um I think that his job creates a level of limitation because of what he does and me being who I am it creates you know limitations and I just allow things to be organic like whether or not he's my friend or my lover or whatever he is um, I'm just thankful to have him in my life because like, he's my best friend. So, you know what I mean? It's like, that's, that's what sucks about the twin flames. Cause it's such a strong soul bond that even that person missing, even if they're not giving you what you want or giving you what you need, you still feel that like sense of like missing them. You know <laughs> what I mean? So it's kind of a weird, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. I just think that I've surrendered myself to like, God. And I think I've just said, like, I'm open to receive whoever is meant for me. If this person is meant for me, then they're meant for me. I believe and I trust in the universe that what is mine is already mine. And that's kind of my energy. And honestly, since I've had that open type of um, experience, things seem to flow much, much more smoothly, for sure. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So spiritually, Uh uh-huh. Like, let's say people that are bent on, they want to know, like, do you feel you 100% know? Like, have you been shown? Because see, it's been weird. Like, I've met people that I dreamed of, like, months before I met them. And when I met them, I was like, holy shit, like, this person. You are that person. Yeah. Huh? Like, where you, where, where, you, where you meet them and you're like, oh, my gosh. That was yeah. my dream. 
Yeah, but even like there was one person that was really interesting because I dreamed of them. It was almost like some other kind of life. So I don't know if it was a past life mm-hmm. or what, but we were, she looked different and I looked different because in the dream I passed by a mirror and I saw myself and I was like, oh, completely different. Like it almost looked like a different being even, right? Like yeah. it was me, but it was a whole different, different being. country, different everything. No, I'm talking about like a whole different being, like not even like, like regular human kind of thing. It was some weird stuff, right? You but saw your soul. Yeah, yeah. But it was still me behind those eyes. But when mm-hmm. I seen it was like, and so this person was there and then I met them. And it was weird because after, after we, you know, we just, I mean, we just spent like two days, really. That was it. And then we went our separate ways, but they told me they had a dream about me. And it was like, I don't know, we were together. It was like the future and we were together, some weird thing. And I had a dream. I was like, oh, wow, I wasn't going to tell you this, but I had a dream about you too. And you were telling me like, like you were falling in love with me or something. Mm -hmm. I told them that. And then I think that scared them. But I was like, they were like, what? And I was like, hey, you told me like, like you had to. Yeah, yeah. But I wasn't, but it was weird because they, they told me that their dream, when I told them the dream I had, uh, then that's it. Like they got scared off or something. And they, you know, and I haven't talked to them since. Right. So really? yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was really, really strange. I have a client that that happened to too, where she met this person. And by the way, her energy is beautiful. She's a beautiful Aquarius. Mm. Um, and met this person, she, she met this person and they just clicked instantaneous. It wasn't even about sex. It wasn't about anything. It was just damn, like you can see my soul. And it scared him. It scared him to the point where like he backed the fuck off and he was like, hey, like I know you have the potential of hurting me and I'm not ready for that right now. Uh. And he felt very strongly about her. But it was almost like too intense. See, when something is too intense, it's it was explained to me as like, it's like cake, right? I mm. love cake, but you can't eat cake every day. Yeah. And I was like, why not? <laughs> Right. Me being a Gemini, I'm like, motherfucker, like I eat cake all the time. Like, I don't know about you, but I love me some cake. Um, Mm -hmm. But some people get scared when something is too good, because when things are too good, it's not real. So that's why they retract their energy or that's why they pull their energy back. Um, Because it's scary. It's, it's, It's stepping into the unknown and not everybody's willing to take that step, take that leap of faith. And see, I think as a Gemini, I guess that's, no, thank you for saying that because it helps me understand because being a Gemini, I'll, I'll leap in. I'm like, all right, I'd rather leap in and then see if things work. And if they don't, it's cool. Like, all right, like I'll make my exit like that. Like I could tell someone, Hey, we don't get along. And they'll be like, but, but let's just, you know, so. Oh, and see, I'm like, I think here's the thing that people get misconstrued about Gemini's. See, I'm, I'm friendly. Like I'll be like, Hey, let's go in. Like I'm nice to everybody, whether you're the lawn guy, whether you're the, uh, cleaner, whether you're the president, whether you're a CEO, like I treat everybody with the same amount of respect. But sometimes I think when you're nice to people, they automatically have like a different type of like energy, but then being a Gemini, it's like, no, like it ain't like that. Mm. Like I'm just being cool, you know? And, um, It's funny because Geminis are very blunt, very, very blunt. 
Like, I don't feel like Gemini's lead people on. I'm trying to think there, there may be some people that think I lead them on, but it, it wasn't that case. I just didn't want to be mean to them. Mm. I didn't want to hurt their feelings. You know what I mean? Um, but I feel like, like, think about it. Think about the people that you've told no to what happens. They get all like hurt. They don't deal with it well, right? They keep coming back. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That too sometimes. Right? Because they want to understand, like, well, why were you nice to me then? Mm. You know, it's kind of a weird energy. I don't know. Mm. What are you thinking? No, that's, um, no, nah, but it's not, I guess. I mean, I, I can't, like, I don't 100% think like other people so i could see that like that's a good point i guess you know but also too when gemini gets rejected gemini doesn't know how to process it like for me like i i don't get it like what do you mean like you know and i and i think that relationships are meant to teach us something about mm -hmm. ourselves it's meant to be some level of healing every relationship you're in if you're not learning something from it then you're not elevating so I'm always curious, like, what makes people tick? What makes people think? Like, what draws people in? You know, when you can understand the way that they process things, you have a much better way of, of having a successful relationship because you know their triggers. Mm. You can look at them and you can say, okay, they're on edge, so I'm not going to start any shit today. Or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm going to go ahead and book them a massage because they need it. Or, you know what I mean? What you... Gemini has the ability to look into somebody's soul through their eyes and see exactly what they need. You do that too. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. But when All I've done, no, but when I've done it, see, that's the thing is like, I've done it. Mm -hmm. See, okay, well, let's get into that. Like, I think men and women are very different. So it's good to be talking with a Gemini woman, right? Because- yeah, yeah, because men and women are very different, right? So I've given, like, I have no problem giving. I'll give and give. But, um, you know, when I was young, I remember doing nice things. Just, I don't know, it would pop in my head, like, oh, this girl likes this kind of uh, perfume. This girl likes this kind of thing. You know, I would see, I'll go buy it, boom, whatever. And then I would hear, like, or you know, I guess to a friend or something, like a, a, another girlfriend, they'll be like, oh, he's sprung or this. And I'll be like, what, wait, like, you know, cause then it's like, okay, now you're trying to like, I'm some. Even, even my, even my younger son, my, my older son brought this, this really cute, like anklet or bracelet to this girl that he liked. And my younger son, who's nine. Okay. Nine. Mm -hmm. He says, oh, you're simping. <laughs> and I'm like, I turned to him because as a single mom, I'm trying to raise men to be gentlemen. So the fact that my nine-year-old is sitting here saying, hey, simp, you know what I mean? You don't do that. Well, that's... Me, like, go, go, go. What the fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, where are you getting this from? Because that's not how I am. That's not how I've raised him. And um, I just think some people are just naturally... But again, I think it's... I think when, when somebody says it's simping, it is a sense of jealousy, right? Because why do you give a fuck what you're doing? Why do you care what your brother is doing? Why? It doesn't involve you, right? If you're doing better than somebody, somebody isn't 
you're not worried about the other person because you're in your lane, you're focused, right? But when you're not doing better, all you can do is look up and look up at somebody that's doing better than you. And you want to be like that. You want to have the ability, but you don't. See, but I, I mean, I could tell you exactly where he's getting it from. It, that thing is huge now, like on YouTube, social media, the same thing, yep. right? So you got, see, I've noticed that. And uh, even in the spiritual community, when I noticed that, because even that, I would go to a lot of spiritual ceremonies and I would see this culture started happening where, I mean, it's okay, like women empowerment and all that, but it became mm -hmm. to the point where they would be disrespecting men. And it's like, you know, you here you are in the spiritual setting and you would have that like and then eventually here came the pushback. So now you got all these men creating YouTube channels that are like, oh, don't be a simp. Don't be this. Don't be that. See, like to me. Like that's the culture right now, like. Right. And I see it obviously as a huge problem. Right. Like it, it's a culture of the women saying like, you know, even teaching. Right. Like there's a teaching of like like you know, get what you can from a man. Like, you know, who's that one that was sleeping with like the NBA players or this and that? And um, was it Brittany Renner? I think so. Yeah. And then she was teaching See, that. Right. And then I on the other hand, different perspective on but, that. Uh, I, I just, and I, and I know that a lot of people are going to disagree with me, which is fine. Right. Like we're all entitled to our own opinion, but for me personally, women are naturally not meant to be strong in that sense. Right. When you have a woman that's become cold, it's because they've dealt with a man that's not strong. For me, naturally, I want to submit. Naturally, I don't want to have to be the strong one. I am the strong one, right? Because I'm forced to be because I don't have an option. I'm a single mom, so I have to do everything myself. But if I have a man, when I trust a man, I give everything to that person. I, I don't mind catering. I don't mind following. I don't mind giving him the last um, decision because he is a man. And see, here's where women get it twisted is that women want to be that man's equal, but then they want them to take care of them. If you're their equal, why would they take care of you? For me, I'm not looking for somebody to take care of me. I'm looking for somebody to nourish my soul, right? Two different, two different things. Finances, what somebody has to offer. I don't care about any of that shit. What type of person are you, right? And the other aspect to this is um, when, it, when, it, when it comes to men and women, it's a fine balance, right? Because men are naturally supposed to be providers and protectors. So in the traditional tarot deck, if you take a look at the lovers, the man is looking directly at the woman and the woman is looking up at God because the feminine energy Take a look at the natural, at, at the regular tarot. If you can, like, put a picture of it somewhere, um, of, of an older tarot deck, like the original Rider Waite, right? The woman is looking up at God and the man is looking at the woman. So the man's energy, it's 3D, right? It's material possessions. It's um, grounding. It's protecting. It's providing, right? But the woman provides the protection in the ethereal realm, essentially, right? Because a woman is a closer connection to God. So the man issues or the man has connection to God through the woman because it's opening up a sense of spirituality or whatever. That's how I view it. But I feel like there's been a lack of femininity because again, everybody is so, you know, like 
I want this, I want that. But like, nobody's realizing that that's why relationships aren't working. You can't have two masculine energies trying to compete. It doesn't work. You're competing against ego. It doesn't work, in my opinion. You can have two people that are go-getters, that's different. But there's always gonna be one that has the last say. There's always gonna be one that says, has the last, uh, has the last decision. And I don't think women like that. I don't care. Fuck, take all the decisions. I don't want to make any fucking decisions. Be my guest, right? That takes the pressure off me. I'm not built for that. I'm not built for tough to make tough decisions. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I thought you were gonna say something completely different, but I, I can't it's argue. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean I can't argue with that. Um, but as far as like, see, I do see. It, it almost feels like it, it's being done on purpose, right? Like, they because, see, like me, I've always looked for, like, all I needed was, like that. I've always, when I've been with someone, I'll take on the, like, naturally, right? Biologically. I'm very specific. Like, that's the thing. I, I've even met, a lot of times, I'll be women, and I seem to be more in tune, right? Like, for some reason, I guess I'm, a, like, that, that, uh. You're special. <laughs> thank you <laughs> right. of course i well, mean it happens man. right yeah yeah so but i'm very see but it was interesting because the first half of my life i did a lot of it was more masculine right i grew up in an environment a lot of gangs i had to always were even a look right like you learn to look at people with the whole you look them in the eyes yeah That's no and a respectful in the hood motherfucker i'm gonna look at you exactly so I know who exactly. you are exactly and it, it even with a look you knew it we're good or like even that I learned at a young age to look even there'll be a bit you know guy that's all huge and I'll just lock eyes and I wouldn't take them off for nothing I'll just be like and you I mean physically it would look like this person should be able to whoop me but something inside me would just like and then they'll turn away like what the hell because I would just be like <laughs> you know but you learn yeah. that in the environment right so I think the first part of my life I was very in my masculine energy, a hundred percent, right? Like just trying to, cause you have to survive. And then even- Let me ask you a question really quick. Yeah, yeah. When you're in a relationship and there's something going on around your woman outside, do you naturally take a step back or do you immediately step forward to protect her? I think, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's been- I think you protect. I think you naturally- innately step into a protective mode where if somebody is being disrespectful to your woman you're not going to sit there and take a step back oh yeah 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 no no yeah yeah handle your business right yeah yeah no no i I remember even a friend once like you know he would try to i remember this girl i was with i knew like my first girlfriend right this is just the only thing that popped in my head and i remember like i ended up fighting him like he was we were friends but he would just talk too much shit and Mm -hmm. i remember he was like saying something and it's like that, I guess, the, the natural instinct to like, or even that, like someone disrespecting you in front of your girl puts you in that masculine energy, like, hey, we're not going to have that. Like, there is no, you're not going to try to put me down. Even that comes in, right? That That's that masculine energy. You know, like you see the animals competing for, <laughs> like, you know that's, what I mean? That's the way that we're wired. For yeah. us to assume that we're any different than a lion, we don't know what their co- we, we don't know what their level of uh, understanding is, and it's kind of egotistical, in my opinion, as humans, to assume that a lion doesn't have the ability to 
feel and to go through the same things we are going through, right? I mean, that's like a whole other topic, but I just feel like when a true masculine, when you meet your divine feminine, that woman is going to, woman or man, whatever it is, right? Gender roles, whatever. But that divine feminine is going to build you up where you're confident enough, where you can make those decisions, where you're confident enough with what you have to provide, where she's saying, hey, I'm your support system. I'm here to love you. When you're having a bad day, I got you, right? And same thing with the masculine. If the woman is going through something and she just needs some type of protection or whatever it may be, it's their responsibility to come and nurture that and to nurture her, to let her know, like, you're safe with me. And I think that that's where things are crisscrossed. But see, for the sake of, I guess, being honest and transparent, like, I know when I was older, there was times when I was with somebody that it's like they just wanted to cause drama, right? So at those instances, it's like, go ahead, like... Yeah, yeah like, that's not your divine counterpart, right? Exactly. Like, hey, if something happens to you, I try to let tell you, like, hey, relax, let me, like, or let me handle something. And then they keep, like, oh, I, like, you know, almost that. Like, they're trying to be the masculine energy. Or I don't know if it's a feminine energy. Just- it is. It's a masculine energy. You hit it right on the head. You read my mind. Because I was just thinking that. That's a very masculine energy. Because a woman that's in her femininity she's more concerned with staying on her rock, staying on her, you know what I mean? Like not my circus, not my monkeys. Like I'm not going to lower myself to somebody else because they want to act that way. One, I represent whoever I'm with, right? And I'm a representation of my family. So I'm going to make sure that I conduct myself in the correct manner, in in, in the correct way. And granted, there's times where People make, make mistakes because women are naturally emotional. So their emotions will come in and their emotions will take, take control of the situation. Mm. That's natural. However, if a woman is in that state, in my opinion, it's the man's role to sit there and take her aside and be like, Hey, let's go home. Or now's not the time or whatever it may be. So I I think that that energy almost is interchangeable because a man does have to be softer with the woman that they love. Because there's no ego involved. I don't believe there is ego in relationships, but I believe a man needs an ego to survive in work, in finance, in anything. Ego is necessary because that's what pushes him to his highest purpose or pushes him to wherever he's meant to be. Without ego, you don't compete. No, no, I, I actually agree with what you're saying. Because even uh, like for me, right? Like I had, a, I had a goal to the military, right? And that's where... The street mentality finally disappeared because finally I was acknowledged for something. I mean, we think of the military as positive, right? <laughs> You're still like, obviously, you know, like I joined during the time of war when, you know, people are getting sent to other countries to, you know, do mm-hmm. stuff and stuff like that. So, I mean, you know, but at the time it was like, I thought it was something good, right? So yeah. it still is like, I would, I actually to everybody, because I think, See, in the old cultures, right? Like, even in, in, you know, we see it, like, in native cultures that they would send, you know, a kid and it's like, here, go survive, you know, a couple of days. And that was, like, there used to be rituals into manhood where a man, you know, um, like, a lot of people don't know. Like, there were certain things because, you know, like, for a woman, yeah, what was it? You become a man, right? Yeah, because a woman, once you hit, you know, once you had started having your moon time, that's that was your passage into woman. And a lot of times they would have a ceremony as well. So, men, they had to create 
these rituals to to you know become a man where you knew like oh i survived this i did this i'm a man so in today's society like like for me i could say i needed i needed something even though the whole street stuff like you're always trying to prove yourself i saw friends after that stayed in that mindset forever it took them you know until they were in and out of prison all, all and their life just went to crap luckily for me you know my brother that passed away he was in the marines and he's the one that told me like to go and then like he recruited me it was funny because people were like what the hell you got to be a cold-hearted guy to recruit your own brother right like to, so yeah he was the, one, the marines for sure yeah so he was the one that like recruited me and after that i didn't feel the need to prove anything anymore i like as far as like the manhood part like i didn't feel like i needed to prove that it disappeared like instant yeah yeah but right, for, right when you joined the marines no i mean well when i finished like you know, during that, like, you know, finishing the boot camp and the training and all that, like once you, you earned that, it was, for me, it was like, it just changed. I didn't have, I didn't walk around like mad dogging people. I didn't have to like, it didn't matter. I didn't even have to look like if someone, whatever, like I could feel some, unless someone like came and touched me or something, like unless someone tried to do physical harm to me, like I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Everything changed in your masculinity. Exactly. Like I knew it was like, while you're training with some of the best trained people, like, I mean, it's still like you're barely starting, right? Like, you're not, but it, it kind of like, like, I mean, the best trained, like, in the whole world, really, right? Like, the Marines is, like, thought of, you know, one of the best, like, in the in the world, really. I, so. My brother is in the Army, okay. and um, he's in the, sorry, my son's getting the cage for the dog. Um, He's in the WCAP program, so he's in the World Class Athletes program. Oh, wow. And, um... I do feel like the army has matured him 100%. Um, he's married now. He has a beautiful baby. And it does take a lot of growth. But growth isn't easy. You know what I mean? Like you have to go through your trials and tribulations. And the same thing about going into womanhood, like that's rough, you know? And, and, and just like you said, like there has to be some type of initiation into it. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting that yours came from the army. I like that. Yeah, the Marines. Well. <laughs> the Marines. I'm sorry, I'm thinking about my brother. The no, Marines. no, it's all good. Awesome. It's all good. Well, I mean, it kind of already, it was already there. It just helped me. I guess you need to prove something to somebody. Like, well, I guess more to yourself, right? It you gave you the to. structure. Yeah, that's why I agreed. All that, all that came up because of how you said about ego. So I agree, men. You know, like even music, right? I did music for, and where does that really come from? It's all ego, like hip hop, especially. You're saying I'm this, I'm that, you know, I'll I'll do this to you, I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that's where hip hop kind of like comes from. I think there's three phases of ego. I don't know about you, but I think that there's ego where you're perfectly even balanced, right? Then you have an underdeveloped ego, which is somebody that is very insecure, and these insecure people tend to be very controlling because they don't have control over their ego and it's insecure. So they're worried about what everybody else has because they feel like they're not enough, right? That's an underdeveloped ego. Mm. Then you have this overdeveloped ego, which in my opinion is somebody that has no concept of anyone else around them, thinks they're the greatest, thinks they can beat LeBron James, you know, in a basketball you know, and it's, it's, it's fascinating to see both because I have seen both and it is, 
it's interesting. And and very few people have a very even ego. Mm. I think. How do you feel? You're, well, let me ask you that. So, okay. So with women, what is it? When do women finally reach a point where if it's not ego, like you think women also, it's the ego or what is it that when they finally feel like, okay, or more balanced when they become more balanced? You know, you know I'm probably the wrong person to ask because I feel like a lot of women are very petty and very catty. And I think that they're always in competition. It's like women are getting naturally in competition with other women. For me, um, I don't view myself in competition with anybody. I view myself as so unique that what I do, the only person I'm in competition with is myself. So why would I compete against what somebody else's best is when I have to set the bar for what my best is? And we're all unique. So even with tarot, there can be a million tarot channels, but you still are going to get subscribers because of something you're delivering that's different than other people. Whether it's the way you read, whether it's your insight, whether it's your perception, whatever it may be, we're all different. So for me, I'm never jealous. Like I'm not one of those people that's like, damn, like I can look at a woman and be like, she's gorgeous. She's, she's beautiful. She's stunning easily and not be insecure. Um, I feel like I'm possessive, which I feel like is different than jealousy. Um, like, you know, like my ex-husband would get upset because he'd say like, oh, I want to go out and go get a drink with the boys. Bye. See you later. Have a good time. And he'd be like, you're not upset. Why would I be upset? What do I look like? Like, I'm not going to go through your phone. I'm not going to look through your stuff. If you tell me you're going to do something, if you don't do it, it's on you. Because if you lose me, then you, that's on you. Right. Cause I, cause I'm happy with who I am and I know who I am at a soul level. So why would I, why would I care what the next person is doing? And, and, and me on him saying, you can't do this. Cause there's going to be a girl there. That's a potential. If, 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 if somebody is putting themselves in that situation, they're allowing that, right? That's why I'm very careful with what I do. I'm not going to put myself in a situation where there is the potential or the possibility for something to happen because I respect my person or I respect my partner or whatever it may be. And if that, you know, you saying something to that person, it's not going to change what they're going to do. Mm. A man is going to do what a man's going to do regardless. So you nagging at them, you bitching at them, it doesn't change the ultimate outcome. If they're a dog, they're a dog. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to look stupid trying to trying to control somebody. The only person I can control is myself. So why That's did you my perception? Why did you say you're possessive then? Well, possessive in what way? Possessive in the sense of like what's mine is mine. So like it's not even it's funny. It's it, I get maybe it is my ego, but if I'm out and another woman and tries to approach who I'm with and they clearly see that I'm with them, that would make me mad. Not at my partner, but out of her. Like how dare you? Like you see what it is, right? Like this is mine. So there is that level of possessive energy where it's like you want that person because it's yours. Like you're protective over that or you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, but I think it's different than jealousy because it's like, I'm not jealous. It's just, that's mine. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. No, no, you explained it perfect. I think you think that's a Gemini trait because that sounds like, that's that cancer in you. <laughs> the possessiveness definitely may be the cancer because 
but it's weird. I'm not really possessive over people though. Like it's very, very, like I'm possessive over my kids. Mm. Like if I find out somebody hurt my kids, like, yeah, I'm going to jail. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care. Um, if like, like I'm just possessive over the people that I love because I, I love them and I want to protect them. And, and, and I don't like the idea of somebody coming and, and doing something where their intentions aren't pure. I just don't like that. Mm. And I think that when you're spiritually in tune, you pick up on people's energy. So you know what their intentions are prior to them even coming. Yeah. That's what I think. Okay. So see, obviously being spiritual, like it changes everything. I think like, yeah, it does completely. It's a whole, like, um, what was I going to say? Okay. So for example, like, how do you feel like, um, Damn, I drew a blank. I can't. It happened. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It was like uh, when you were saying something, I was going to ask you something about like something to do with women, but I, I completely forgot. So women are naturally jealous. Like a lot of women are jealous. And I think that because my dad raised me, um, he raised me more so like a man, right? Like I was a tomboy, believe it mm. or not. So um, even talking to my dad, he has a different perception than like, let's say my mom, like my mom would say, if a man is insecure, that's your responsibility to make sure that he feels secure so that he can go handle his business. My dad, I remember calling him one time because I was in an argument and I'm like, he owes me an apology. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And my dad being a Libra, he was like, what makes you feel like you're any more right than he is? Mm. Right. He's like, your perception is he owes that to you, but he feels just as strongly that he is right. So what are you going to do? Let your relationship crumble because you want him to conform to your ideology. That's not realistic. And you want to sit there and wait for an apology. Then you can go ahead and be an, out of a relationship. And just that conversation alone, I was like, holy shit. I mean, it changed. Like my dad and I have these deep conversations where he says certain things that I'm just like, Right, like mind blown. Yeah, because no, you, it made me look at everything different. That was pretty interesting, right? <laughs> right. I, like, I don't expect people to apologize anymore. Damn. I just worry about okay, we we can agree to disagree, but where do how do we move forward from this? Because you feel your way, I feel my way. So then, how do we make this work? Do we make it work, or do we just say enough is enough? So this is in a relationship setting, right? This, I mean, I feel like his advice can be used across the board. Just think about like Republicans and Democrats. They both have media that says the complete opposite. Who you choose to, to who you choose is who you choose, right? Or you could be somebody like me that's like, they both suck. They both lie, right? But people, because of their perception, because of what they've been taught, because of what they've been, you know, they, they, they see things um, through a very different lens. Mm. So why would I expect, you know, somebody that's different than me to view this, the world the same way I do? It, 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 that's not possible. So you think, I guess, going back to the, the spiritual aspect of it, you think uh -huh. we're here to learn that? Like, is that more like even that, right? Like how you said, like you were married, then you know, you got divorced is all, do you feel all that stuff happened to you because it was already part, like it was written for you to like, experience that, 
or yeah, I think it was part of the plan, right? We all have a plan that we have to go through and believe it or not, but these tower moments are meant to change us. They're meant to change viewpoints. See, people always shy away from the tower, but the reality is in order for anything to change, there has to be a level of tension. There has to be something that destroys your entire ideology. I mean, simply put, having that conversation with my father was a tower moment. Tower moments aren't always horrible. Somebody's cheating, the, you know, this, your car, it's, it's not always like that. It's just a tower moment changes the way that you perceive information. And that's why after the tower, you get the star. But before the tower is the devil. Those are negative attachments, negative ideologies that you've accepted, even though it's not for your higher good. So this tower is meant to hit to show you that devil energy, what you're attached to. It's not real. It's an mm. illusion. And then you have this tower moment and then you have this star that illuminates your path. The star to me is like a lighthouse, right? So the ships, they know where to go. It's, it's the light after the dark and it's a level of illumination. Think about Aquarius. Aquarius thinks outside of the box. Aquariuses are weird as fuck. They think the craziest things and you're like, how the hell did you get to that? Right? But that's needed. That level of enlightenment is needed when you're in such a deep, dark place. So that's what I think. So the star is number 17 then? That's the... Uh, the star is 16, I think. What is... No, the no, devil, no. The devil is 15. The devil is 15. Okay, then the tower is 16, and then the star is 17. Yeah. Right. I think the moon is 18, and the sun is 19. Um, 20 is judgment, 21 is the world. Uh, that's yeah. No, no, what you said right now, okay, then. It's interesting, right? Because we don't think about it like that. Yeah, and, and uh, so what do you think? Like, if you, okay, so let's say this. If you really feel that you're right about something, right? Mm-hmm. How do you think? Like, do you think it's better? Like, how, even though, like, that's a perfect, like, what you said to. If I think boom. I'm right and somebody thinks I'm wrong, I'm just like, okay. So, would you oh. rather split ways, or do you think, like, would you rather just be like, screw it, I'm gonna go my my way, you go yours, or would you bend? Like, to what point would you stand on something you firmly believe? Like, would you say, you know what? Like, mm -hmm. I just can't. I can't. Morals. I can't just brush that off like if it was nothing so i'm gonna have to stand on this and even though you're seeing you have a different perspective to you that was okay to me like i think they say like aries right aries is someone that they'll do something and they don't see like because it's part of who huh aries have a hard time seeing the other the other person's um perception so they don't apologize like i was reading somewhere i don't know how i got into reading about aries but it was like that They're they the don't Oh, that's what they, they're the emperor? The emperor doesn't, yeah, the emperor is, is somebody that's naturally in control. Mm. The emperor is somebody that has years of knowledge, so they feel like they know everything. But the problem with the emperor is the emperor is incapable of taking advice from anyone except the fool. Because the fool is the only one that doesn't have an agenda. The fool is the only one that's like, listen, I don't care what the fuck you do. You can do whatever you want to do. <laughs> I'm just here for a good time, not a long time, right? That's that full energy, you know? And, and I think that with that Aries energy, for me, right, when I draw a hard line is when it impacts my morals or my values, right? Or if it impacts 
my energy to the point where it's affecting me and it's transitioning into my kids because emotionally I have to stay centered. And if I become uncentered, I'm like, it's too much. I can't do it. If it takes me out of my element, element, if it takes me out of who I am at a soul level, that's when I let it go. Yeah. Okay. So I just wanted, cause uh, see, that's kind of the thing too. Like when I've cut people off, it was because it was just too much at that point. It was like affecting, it was affecting, huh? It was affecting your soul. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was affecting, well, you know, like I was mentioning earlier, like um, this person that the last person that kind of like, it's weird because see, they kind of made me become a little, not, not like less, less, I guess not. <laughs> and I wouldn't see, see before, like, because I didn't have that ego. Like if I met someone and I liked them, I didn't have a problem. Like I didn't have that ego. So I don't care. Even if you know how you said, right. Like someone's like, um, Oh, you know, for example, right. Cause it, it's, you see it everywhere. Right. So they promote that. Like, Oh, everyone's trying to be an alpha male or be this or be that because I'm confident. I know like if, if it comes down to it, that part, Mm-hmm. comes out easily like and once it comes out like holy crap like i can't even stop it sometimes right, right. but i'm I, I don't have that like problem of uh like i meet someone, okay cool someone's trying to be like okay cool go ahead you know as long as nobody like as long as someone doesn't touch me like i'm good right so even when i would meet women i was more like compassionate until i met this one that then it's almost like she triggered me See, it almost makes you feel like like you have to be a dick. Like it doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even make sense, right? But it's almost like like to have a woman push you to be an asshole because it's almost like that's what maybe she's trying to, that's what she wants to be attracted to, right? Like a woman. For me, I never understood that, why women are mean. I, I, I I never truly grasped that. Well, when you're nice, if you're too nice, it's like, yeah, and then over. I see. I had this conversation with one of my friends, and I said to her, "The women that are bitches get what they want because they're not easy, right? Men naturally like a challenge. Men naturally like to chase, and I think that when something is too easy, it's not worth it. And if it's something that everybody can have, then why is it special?" I, I agree to a, a, a point, but it's like, I, I don't like how you, how we're talking about the Pisces thing after like, I don't, nah, I, I don't really like chasing. <laughs> I don't think I well, chase. I don't you chase. You want it interesting though, right? Like you don't want somebody that's a doormat. You want somebody that if you, if they have an opinion, they can communicate their opinion to you where they're not just agreeing with everything. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's like when I meet someone, I already know. Like, I could tell. If I meet someone, I could tell, like, you know, you know. Like, I guess after knowing, you already know. So I don't have to. I don't have. It's kind kind of like how when we were talking and you said, like, you could see someone and you kind of, even if they lied to you, you already know what they're feeling. Mm -hmm. It's like that. Like, I could kind of, I guess from experience, I already know. Like, I won't waste my time with someone I don't like, right? Like, eh. Maybe you're very attractive, but I, like I, I dated someone before that was very attractive, but had zero spirit, zero spiritual anything. So it was like, I already knew that it wasn't going to last. 
because- But could you teach her that? Maybe you were yeah. meant in her life to teach her, no? Ah, nah, nah, she was, uh, she was, uh, nah, she, <laughs> she, she was, huh? That's hell of, that's very Gemini-like, nah, I ain't got time for this. No, no, I mean, she was just too, like, Close in the ma material world, like, too much, like, you know, like, even when I stopped talking to her, I remember she was bugging me to go out, like, she wanted to go out again, and I was like, nah, I told her straight out, like, not nah, because you were a bitch, <laughs> like, like you acted like a bitch, like, what the hell, like, I told her straight out, you know? Yeah. I said, oh, I know that's why I want to make it up to you, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And then we ended up, you know, we go out. And we're at this, like, restaurant or whatever. And then she gets on her phone. And I'm like, I'm like, are you messaging some oh. freaking, yeah, I was like, are you messaging some guy? Like, and she's like, oh, it's just a friend or something. Or something. I was like, what the hell? Like, fuck this. Like, I'm out of here. That's you your know? masculinity. That right there. That is, that is you being that, that, um that divine masculine, right? I'm not gonna put up with a level of disrespect. I took you out, I expect you to act a certain way. That is a divine masculine energy. Even though you are enlightened, you have that aspect, you still naturally innately have certain expectations of a woman. Yeah, but I, yeah, no, absolutely. And, and But it was crazy that she- Thought like, that was what, okay. No, no, but she wanted like, why did she need it was like her almost it feels like an ego right like why did she need she just had to go out even though she was gonna or she was already talking to another guy it's like she had to control. what was that it's control control yeah and her, it was her ego she needed to stroke her ego that that has to do with control um i've been out on dates with men that have um especially in south florida where the first thing out of their mouth is, okay, so you're ready just to like give up your job and uh, have a baby? No. Um, are you, uh, they would try to like throw money at me. This is what I have. This is, and it's just like, that's not attractive to me. Mm. I don't care about that because I make my own money. And I know that, you know, you hear all over that, that the alpha male, they don't want, they don't care about a woman's money. Well, that's great. However, for me, um, I'm not concerned with what a man has. I want to know, can I build with this person? Can I trust this person? Will this person protect me? Right? Will they protect my heart? Are they going to make sure that they may be cold? I hope that they're a cold motherfucker to everybody, except when they step foot in this house or in, in the door that they're soft with me mm. behind closed doors. That's what I like look for. I think in a, um, in, in, a, in a partner, right? And especially out here, it's a little different than I think what I'm used to in the Bay Area. Cause in the Bay, you know, the women make the money. Out here, women don't work. Women don't do shit. A lot of oh, them wow. don't. They just want a man to take care of them. So I've had a really hard time with like trying to date here. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's been challenging, <laughs> to say the least. No, you know, like even right now, like I felt weird, like, you know, it feels weird to open up like as a man, right? Like my okay. energy felt, it feels weird. Like it's uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like to be honest, even though I'm very honest, but I guess, well, maybe because all the other podcast things haven't really been about relationship stuff. You know what I mean? 
How's oh. it? Wait, so I, they were about relationships, right? My other interviews? Mm -hmm. No. Or was it just spirituality? Oh, yeah. We've talked about everything from like seeing spirits to like, you know what I mean? All that other stuff, but I haven't really, not so much about like relationship. Well, because I was going to ask you certain things, but I guess we ended up making it more personal about like my experience, your experience, but it's fine. Because people need to, people need to know sometimes like, believe it or not, as a collective, have you ever heard of that hundred monkey theory or that hundred monkey thing? Have you ever heard of it? Okay. So one monkey decides to go wash its fruit in the water. In this, in this river in Africa. So they never used to wash their fruit before. All of a sudden, this, this other mon monkey is looking and they're like, hey, what, what's this dude doing? He's washing his fruit. Another one comes and washes it. All of a sudden, you have this pack of monkeys, this hundred monkeys that are now washing their fruit. And then all, all of a sudden, all over the globe, monkeys begin to wash their fruit that are in completely separate areas. Mm. Because as a collective, we are the conscious collective. So if we adjust the conscious, right? And that's why you see like a lot of the Tibetan monks where they'll sit there and pray in, in mass quantities because they're trying to change the collective. Mm. So if enough of us get together and say, okay, this is what we're gonna do. This is, this, this we're gonna fix relationships. We're gonna transform this. It's gonna trigger down to everybody else. Mm. But see, that's the problem, right? Is we're all worried about our individual and not us as a whole. But think about it like this, that girl that was a bitch to you, right? She wasn't always a bitch. There was somebody that made her like that, right? But there was also somebody that made that person like that. And then that person like that. So we're all interconnected because, you know, if you're having a bad day or if somebody's rude, a lot of times I'm like, the fuck is your problem? But then I have to take a step back and say like, I don't know what's going on in their life. So that's selfish of me to have this, you know, negative, um, perception of this person because I've not walked, you know, a day in their life. So I try to like, I try to do that, but then being a Gemini, I do get like, I don't give a fuck, right? Like we don't have those moments where we don't care. I don't care who pissed in your Cheerios. You're being rude and you're being rude for no reason, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, but I really do try to look at things from a mass scale and not such a, a, a macro scale and not a, um, you know, smaller scale. Yeah. You know, let me ask you this. No, no, because, well, you know, see, I know it's the ego when I, I'm going to share and then I don't want to share. It's obviously the ego. Like, I don't want to be all, see, because it's not naturally men. We're not trying to be vulnerable, right? Like, see, it's even harder to like get those words. See, here's the thing though, right? A level of vulnerability is needed, especially when you're dealing with women, because if a man is not vulnerable, what happens is the woman begins to second guess themselves. Well, he doesn't love me. He doesn't like me, you know, unless you're somebody that's very, very confident, but even the most confident person, there'll be times where you're like, damn, they really just don't fuck with me like that. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't, I, I don't get it. Um, but that's when I think that women typically when, when, when a man is like not dealing with a woman, a woman is scared of that level of abandonment. So they tend to chase, they tend to go after the man that changes the dynamic of the relationship because the man is no longer the hunter. It's now the woman. And see, when it gets to that point, yeah. I lose interest. Like 
when I'm I, when I'm pursuing someone and I'm putting it out there, and they can see. So that's the thing is why so many games like so. I mean, you could because I don't understand that. Like women will play games. I don't play games. Wow. I mean, I'm I'm very honest. Um, I'm honest to a T, and and for me, you know, if I'm interested in you, if I'm replying to you, right? If I'm not saying anything to you, and if you're writing me. If you write me a hundred times, I'll reply because I feel bad. But for me personally, it's like my energy shows I'm not into you. But I think that men naturally want somebody that maybe you're different because you're because you're elevated, right? You're an elevated man where you understand that your person, it's not gonna be hard. It's gonna be fluent. It's 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 gonna feel right. You know, you, your person. You're naturally going to connect with them. You're 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 not going to have to um, prove to them how much you love them. And I think that that's the difference. But a lot of men aren't like that. Because hmm. <laughs> you're thinking. I see your mind is going like this. It's like spinning right now. Like you're thinking a bunch of different shit. Oh yeah, a lot. But. You know, I don't know where to start kind of thing. But, you know, it, it's because not only that, I'm thinking about I'm remembering situations, you know, so I, and I'm trying not to put certain situations out there. Right. Because sometimes it's necessary. You know, I, I mean, because there, there's a specific thing. Right. And, and so even after like how I said, right, like there was a situation where. There was this person, but I never dreamed. I always dreamed they were up to stuff, right? But, uh -huh. but they were very, like we communicated a lot. Like we communicated a lot. Mm -hmm. Like I, had, it's like I had never in my life even been with someone like we had eight-hour phone conversations. Like that shit's insane, but we did, mm -hmm. right? And um, so, but it was yeah. But then I would always dream stuff like that, and, and then so eventually you know and that that's the kind of stuff right like it's almost like the spirit world was always showing me like this person's not what they're appearing to be right and then after when i finally cut them off i kept having all these dreams of them like kind of that like trying to ask me to like kind of like a forgiveness kind of thing right let, me, let, me, let me spin this really quick yeah when you met that person their frequency wasn't compatible with yours. They needed more elevation. You, I you mean, it felt huh? like we were like. Well, here's the thing though, right? With frequency. It's kind of like that thing where you get your income tax, right? All of a sudden you have a little extra money. So sometimes people are able to afford things that normally they can't be able to afford on a daily basis. They're able to raise to your frequency for a minute period of time. It's not a long time, which is why they always dip back down because your frequency is so high. And in order for them to stay at that high vibration, they have to be truly evolved. But that's why that person, how she came in so strongly, because she was maybe your match at that time, but she couldn't keep that consistent energy, mm. but she had more healing and she had more learning to do. So her a year from now, two years from now, whatever, she may come to you. You're like, hell not. But you know what? You know, you can never say never 
because crazier <laughs> things have happened and you believe in magic, you believe anything is possible, then who's to say that she doesn't come back and she's like, hey, you know what? When you and I dated, I really fucked up. You were amazing to me. You know, it scared me and I had a lot of work to do. I had to do a lot of shadow work and now I'm here and I understand and I've done the research and I want to know, like, can we at least be friends? And it starts off as a friendship. And then that friendship blooms into something different. You see, you never know. Never know. Well, here's the only thing is that in this situation, I feel like the this is what, like spiritually, it's like they're teaching me that sometimes, because I made a video and it made, it was like, sometimes you got to know when, like, there is when no. Enough is enough. Yeah, and there is no coming back. And I, I I use this example. I don't even think I posted the video, but I made a video talking about even when I had this job, mm-hmm. like it went on a 12-point system. If you were absent, it was like two points. If you were late, they took out one point, right? So it was only 12 points, and then you were done. So one day, I came back late from lunch. And so that's one point. And I, I was already at my 12 points. So, you know, they took me into the office. They're like, oh, you know. Oh, you know, you, you know, you're a good worker, this and that, you know, but you came late and I was like, oh yeah, I'm sorry. Like, blah, blah, blah. It won't happen again. And I thought they, they were cool. Cause they were being all compassionate, all nice. Then I was like, okay, thank you. I was going to go back to work. And they're like, no, that's it. I'm like, oh, I like, really like, that's it. And they're like, yeah, like, that's it. Like you did your 12 points. Like the rules are the rules. You know what I mean? And so that's how I feel like. Maybe that's this- just masculine. That's because you're the masculine. You're the authoritarian. You have to be like that. Where women are like, but what if? And so how do you feel about that spiritually? I guess, see, because I, I get that. Because, see, I, I, I've experienced that, right? With someone that there was a relation, you know. I, <laughs> but, yeah, we broke up probably like 100 freaking times. And I would always take her back. She would always come, like, with the waterworks and everything. But I would be, you know, but... It was almost like some kind of divine thing. Cause once I remember this girl that I was with and she came to my door and she was all crying. And I was like, no, no, no. And she was like, oh, whatever. I was like, I don't care. Like you could cry all you want. But she took a step back in my front yard. And I guess some dog, some stray dog must have taken a shit right. So she steps in a pile of shit. Oh no. <laughs> and I felt so bad for her. I was like, I, I didn't That's care. That's a metaphor. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. So I was like, I was like, give me your damn shoe. I wasn't, because I think she got dropped off at the time. She didn't even have a car. So I wasn't going to let her walk. <laughs> so it was funny. But if it wasn't for her stepping in shit, I would have never. And then once she came in my house, I washed off her freaking shoe. off clean off all the shit. Like, then I forgave her. Because I was thinking too spiritual. I was like, did you motherfuckers really just make her yeah, like step in some shit, you know? Yep. So for me, it's like, um, there's times where I try to fight it, you know, where you try to fight it, where you try to fight connections, where you try to say, all right, man, like, I'm not doing this. Mm. Like I'm tired. I'm over it. And what I, what I realized is like, every time I would try to be tough and like cut something off, it never worked out for me unless I really just didn't like that person. Mm. But I think that, um, I mean, it's easy for me to cut people off if I don't like, it's easy for me to cut people off just in general. Um, But 
there's moments where I feel like guides or whatever, they just send so many signs, but then part of you is like, you know, is this them manipulating the energy, right? Because energy has the ability to be, to be manipulated. Who's manipulating the energy? Whoever that person is. I've never thought about that. So yeah. Explain. That's a whole other aspect, right? Whether through um, black magic, whether through them hyper-focusing and hyper-fixating on the point where you can't, you can't adjust, right? Where they're so fixated on you that all you do is keep thinking about them and the synchronicity is it's them and not you. I mean, there's so many other factors to it. <laughs> That's why love is so complex. It's so simple yet complex. I think at least. Crazy, uh, right? That you think about it like that. You no. Know- yeah, no, it's crazy. I want to share something with you. I don't know if I'll cut it out of the interview. Maybe I will, but I'm going to share this with you. Cause me. Um, even with my grandma passing, okay, I, I bought myself 10 more minutes. Okay. Um, even with my grandma passing, um, and she was the one that really taught me about my spirituality. It was probably one of the weirdest, most hardest yet easiest things. Like, it affected me significantly. Like, like thinking about her passing away when she was alive was devastating. Like, I don't, I, I don't think I really, I, I didn't think I could live without her. And when she passed, it was this weird energy where it was almost like, I feel like I should be more upset than what I am. But I think it's because I'm so connected to her spiritually, mm. but her, her, her passing, her passing, um, definitely changed me for sure it definitely made me go deep and what's funny is like she passed away I think like a month after I got a divorce oh wow yeah it was it was it, it was like one thing after another like I had tower moment after tower moment um and it really made me ask why why is this happening you know what is the significance of this what do you want me to know what do you want me to learn and 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 even now, like I talk to her all the time. Um, but I think that I'm more confident where I don't need to reach out to her because I know that there's other people that need her more than I do. Mm. But there's times where she comes in and she tells me, you know, like, I'm proud of you and, and, and you're doing this and you're doing that. And, and it's just kind of like a cool energy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, no, like hey. when, my, when my brother passed away, it was the same thing. It was like, yeah. like... I like I had ended this situation that I was with. So I felt like the heartbreak thing work-wise ended for me, like a job I had been doing for like two years and then my brother passed away. So it was like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And, and yeah. And then, I mean, it, I got so tapped up a can of worms. Yeah. Yeah. But I got so that's when I felt like I had zero ego, like the veil, like nothing, you know, I was like, like I was, visit- yeah, I was visited by like these star people. Oh, like it was like nothing. I love but, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I fucking I, love it. Yeah. I was open. Like I was open as open as it gets. Yeah. It gave me a different perspective. I mean, I don't think I shared it before, but it was almost like they were telling me that it even gave me the perspective of even all this racial stuff. Right. Like, you know, me always oh, yeah. like it shattered that. Right. I was always someone that was proud of like indigenous you know mexican like all this stuff and it was almost like them telling me this is where you come from like the this is this is who you are and after 
what, what was that? They say like um, color and racism is only for the poor. Mm. When you, if you're a billionaire, they're not over there like, oh, they're black. You're a billionaire. You're a billionaire, right? Um, there was like this documentary on it, and it's interesting because I sat there and I thought about it. Like, they're right because if you're sitting at a table with another billionaire, you're not concerned if they're Native American, if they're Asian, if they're African, if they're Haitian, if whatever they are, you, you, you know, you, there's a level of respect amongst these type of people because they've elevated to a certain level. So racism is really built with inside of the lower, you know what I mean? If you're not a bill, like at, at when, when you reach a certain amount of money, it doesn't matter what color you are, but that's the soul too. Like in different lifetimes, like, um, I was born in, uh, like, like, I don't know. It's weird. I feel as though like, you know, in a past life, you could be Italian in a past life. You could be African-American yeah, yeah. past life, yeah. you could be Jewish. Right. And that's why for me, like when people are so strong on like culture and shit, I'm just like, you're missing the biggest part. You know what I mean? Like the biggest, but, but, but again, I mean, I'm very proud to be Italian. I'm very proud to be Sicilian. I'm very proud of my heritage, but I'm not going to stick to only Italians. I'm not going to stick to only my kind, or I'm not going to not appreciate other cultures. Like I love, I think that's why I like South Florida so much is because it's so different. Mm. Like you have all of the Caribbean cultures, you have all the Latin cultures. It's, it, it's this beautiful melting pot, almost where everybody kind of comes together as one. And I really enjoy that. Yeah, I really yeah. do. That's it's beautiful. No, and I mean, I think for the, well, I mean, I think California is like that too. Not so much because growing up there was a lot not of like. As much as it is, I thought the same thing, but not as much as it is here. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah. Right? No, but but see, I think how you said like. In the physical world, I guess once you reach a certain status, it doesn't matter. Just like, but it's spiritually like that's kind of what they showed me. Like imagine that. Like I guess for being a human and being so fixed on that, right? Like your identity of that. And then for them, cause see, this is what happened after they appeared to me and they showed me that it was like for two months, I was heartbroken cause I wanted to go with them. Like yeah. I've never felt love like that. Like, holy, it was like my whole chest burst open for open. like two. Yeah. For like two months continuously. It was like, and I had to shake it off. Like, Oh wait, I'm I still bet here. You weren't even a color. I bet you, you were just like an apparition or like, something of just like another world well I, I mean they were like they were like this light skin but it was like a clear like you know just clear, clear. Yeah, yeah yeah like bubble yeah like and but so it was like bluish a little bit like 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 a palish blue sometimes i see like the palish blue ones well it was more like they are i don't think it was so much bluish i think it was like pale, more pale palish right like not so you know, just pale. But it was like for me, clear. Imagine, like I even have songs about brown, like brown fist, brown is beautiful. <laughs> so to be like, like in a spiritual, like whatever path, like before all my life started, like this is where I come from. Like, yep. That that's kind of like oh shoot. So it's crazy. It just throw it, it. It puts things into perspective, right? Like, because totally. you know what? At the end of the day, and I even said this to one of my friends. Um, 
very focused on money. And I said, when you're dead, are you worried about the money you made? No, you know, you get buried, you get put in the ground like everybody else. It doesn't matter how much you were loved. It doesn't matter how much, you know, money you have or fame or whatever it is, because at the end of the day, you still are buried the same way as somebody that doesn't have anything. Yeah. No, you know I, what I mean? Yeah, so no, you I, might as well live today like it's your last because if not, you're, you're not taking advantage of what this life has to provide. I mean, do you feel as a Gemini? Because I, I always think like that anyways. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I know that tomorrow's not promised. So that's why I feel I'll do things, right? As opposed to like dealing with a fixed sign like that, right? Like, that's why even with relationships, I say what's on my mind because tomorrow I might die, you know? Like, never forget, I asked somebody once who's very in Aries, Aries, Pisces, cusp kind of. And I remember saying to him, like, if I died tomorrow, would you be okay? Would, would you be comfortable with, with what you told me? Would, would I die knowing how you felt about me? Mm. And I could tell that that comment really, or that question really bothered him because it forced him to look at things in a different perspective. Now, granted, his response to me was something that was expected. It wasn't the truth, but it upset him. So for me, I'm like, if it upset you, then clearly it's because that bothered you because you're not living it to your fullest, right? Mm. Which no, is kind of yeah. interesting. Definitely. People so get I don't... bothered. Oh, why, else would, why else would somebody be bothered by something like that? Yeah, no, absolutely. That makes sense. Um. So I know you don't have a lot of time. So yes, I guess with with the whole Scorpio or this uh these eclipses, okay. what do you think is the main thing we're supposed to like be getting out of this right now? Like out of this whole. Eclipse? Well, it's in Taurus, right? Mm -hmm. I think that um comfort and stability and relationships are coming to the forefront. I also feel like there's going to be a lot of things that are exposed. Um, whether it's people, places, or things, I think that people are ending a lot of cycles, toxic cycles. I feel like a lot of um, divine counterparts are coming together. I feel like there is this weird awakening of this masculine energy. Um, and I feel like there's this level of divine energy, divine feminine energy that's really understanding what their role is. Mm. And I feel like it has to do with partnership. I know that that sounds weird, but there's, there's a high level of transformation. And with Mars being in Gemini right now and retrograde, people are thinking about things in a very different manner and things are coming out and being expressed. Um, like for instance, if you're somebody who typically expresses everything, you, you, you're, you're pulling back in my opinion. Mm. Like I've become more quiet where I feel like those people that are more quiet are more open to vocalize or are more open to say something. Mm. what about you what do you think is coming in no uh, everything you say right now imagine like here here we are doing this like where it was supposed to be all about relationships and how you said about because i haven't done one about relationships and all this stuff and for some reason but for me it like i had to put an end to like it felt like i told you like how the mirror was broken and it, it was like me really needing to shed the past that's how i was feeling like I really need yeah. to end this thing. Like, I don't want anybody from the past no more. Like, for me, it was like that door is closed. Like, whoever could have said something should have said something. Like, totally. You know what I mean? If someone, 
like had all the time in the world to talk like that. Like how you said, if someone had something they needed to say, they felt a certain way, then all right, maybe in the next lifetime, you're going to get the chance. Because this time, like, I mean, you, obviously someone could send something, you can't control that. I'll put it to you like this. Even like this person that I stopped talking to, I remember they had messaged me. Uh-huh. I saw, like, that was the last time, I guess they sent me a message. And it was like, it, it was on my birthday, right? So that's the excuse I think they used. And I just saw I said happy birthday and I just deleted it and I blocked them. Like I was like, I didn't even yeah. want to read. Yeah, because it was already like, like at that because point. You learned the lesson. But see, the problem is, is your your soul learned that lesson and you gave that person time to catch up and they didn't catch up. And also the energy that was transmuted through that text message, it came across as disingenuous. Mm. Because you, here's the thing. If her energy was pure when she reached out to you, you would have responded. If her energy was at your frequency, believe it or not, you would have responded. But the problem is it wasn't. So Mm. that's why it was so like, no, your higher self said, no, your higher self already knows what's happening. Mm. Now, if she comes to you a year from now, three months from now, whatever, and her energy is different in how she approaches you, maybe it's the exact same approach, but her energy is different. You're more inclined to reply. But her energy wasn't pure when she did it. She had an ulterior motive. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> That's what I think. I really do. No, it made sense. Like, it made sense. Because for you to delete it like that, right? That triggered an emotional response with, no, I'm not doing this with you, right? Deleting that message was you saying, no, I need to erase this because I don't want to sit here and think about it. But it also shows that her energy for you to feel like that for her just to say hey happy birthday whatever it may be you sent something inside of her energy that you were like no Mm. that's why you deleted it like she never existed oh that's crazy right yeah 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 no yeah interesting (laughs) for sure yeah that's why i say you never know like i'm a firm believer that if you say like, yeah, I'm done, I'm done. I believe that at that point, at the elevation, at the frequency that you're at, at the frequency that she's at, 100%, I believe you're done. But if she elevates her frequency and she becomes the person she's meant to be, this person that you fell in love with originally, because see, the thing is, is you saw her light. You saw the light in her that she didn't see in herself. Mm. So because you saw the light in her, when she begins to see her own light, it begins to illuminate and then she's on her right path. That's why I feel like you and her are not done. I, I, I honestly believe, I know that you don't want to hear this, but I don't feel like you're done. <laughs> well, well, hopefully she won't see this because <laughs> she's going to be like, what makes you say that though? That's so funny. Because I just get that, I just get that, that sense that it, it's, it's, she can't stay at your frequency. You, you've elevated to a point where it's going to take a very special person to have a high frequency in order to um, stabilize your connection, to have a very stable connection. And a lot of people can't do that. I also get though too, that she's going through a lot right now. I don't know what the fuck she's going through, but I, I, I sense that there's a lot going on that's trying to prepare her for her level of elevation. Hi, Vinny. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if 
she approaches you and your response to her is different. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised at all, actually. And I know you don't want to hear that. And I know you're like, no, I'm done. I'm done. But listen, I'm telling you, if her energy changed, she would come across as a whole new person. It's not the same person that you remember. It's not the same person you know. It's somebody brand new. It's the elevated version of her. It's her higher self. The higher self you originally saw, the higher self that you aspired her to be, the higher self that you assumed she could be. Look at, <laughs> look at what's behind you right now. Is that a phoenix rising? Yeah, that's the dream. I had In 2019, that I had a dream. Like I was there with like this medicine man and the phoenix rose. And I felt like that's when they told me I elevated to that. Like that was my after. It was after a ceremony too. I had gone to a ceremony. And then after I had that become dream. something new. Yeah. Think about a caterpillar. Think about metamorphosis, right? You may have recently met her when she was going through this major metamorphosis. Your situation with her may push her to exit, right, the shell and truly allow herself to be free and, and, and live, live her life. Mm. But I don't think that you guys are done. I hate to say that. I feel very strongly on that. I would bet money on that. Intuitively. I, I, intuitively, 100%. And, and I see your confidence. That's why it's like... Um... I, I'm very confident. I'm very confident in my, um, in my abilities. That's something that I've learned that when I feel something, I feel it for a reason. I feel like you are done with her, with who she is right now. But... I feel like there's going to be a major transformation that you're not expecting to see. Well, I mean, I, I, I mean, I can't. Obviously. See, you're blushing. See? No, no. <laughs> Part of you, here's the funny thing. Your higher self knows that that is a potential, that that is a possibility. Vincenzo, can you leave really quick? I'm trying to continue. Okay, right on. Thank you. Sorry. No, you can How about this guy thinking he's a baby? That, yeah, that's hey, it. hey, he's like, do do do. Literally, he's always like, if I go to sleep, he's right next to me. No, I hey. love the dog. Like, my, my dog, honestly, she's like a little, like, she's a little blessing, whatever. She's like, I look at her like she's a little spiritual thing. Like, she just, yes. yeah, she destroy every day, though. She destroys something new. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and I can't be like, you know, like I want to like, but I, it's like, I hate her. She's not going to know why. Like, it doesn't. Nope, you can go sit at the table and eat it. There's a whole plate of cheeses. He looks like he's feeding a family of four with cheeses. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. As a no, go sit, go sit down at the table. It's late for them too. So I'm surprised. I think they're both up because I'm oh. probably sitting here, but, yeah. um, yeah. I just, I think my advice is that um, close the cycle of, 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 of that person. It, 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 it's a death of her, but it's also a rebirth of who she's meant to be, who she's, who, who she's meant to become. Hmm. Never know. <laughs> you never know. You, uh... And when it happens, I want you to tell me, I want you to text me and be like, Hey, well, well, if she sees this, then she's probably like, I don't she know. She knows that she has some work to do. Yeah. 
Uh, right? I mean, we all have work. I mean, fuck, I work on, I work on shadow work all the time. There's things I work on constantly, but we're being pushed to do that. I mean, the moment you stop doing the work is the moment you stop elevating. Yeah. And no one here is at a point where learning isn't necessary. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, especially like, I don't know. I don't know why these eclipses affected me to where I felt like I'm feeling the, like I, I went to the mountains. I went on a hike. I'm, like I'm feeling the need to reconnect because I haven't yeah. been, because I was focused on money. So I was very focused on being financially stable, all that <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so it kind of disconnected me. And so because now the material aspect. Yeah. Here's what's interesting for me. Um, when I'm in line with my higher purpose, my money increases. And when I connect with somebody, if I'm not meant to connect with them, my money decreases. So that's typically a good sign for me where I'm like, okay, this person's on some fuck shit, right? That's when I typically know that I have to detach my energy. But when the person comes back with pure intentions, right? Intuitively, because me being a, um, a female, naturally, intuitively, I, I sense that and it, it, it allows me to be able to work my magic. It, it allows me to be able to work. It allows me to be able to be happy and, and do much more. And I think that, um, like for me, my money is directly connected to my emotions. Mm. So that's why I have to try to stay as even as possible. I don't know. No, like happier or how, like, uh, like, let's say if I'm going back and forth with somebody that's stressful, that that's stressful. My money goes down, mm. right? Because I'm in a frequency of lack. I'm lacking something. I'm lacking this person's emotions. I'm lacking this person's whatever. The moment that that person gives to me, the moment I'm able to be fulfilled where my, my elevation, my frequency, it elevates mm. because I already have that fulfillment. So I'm rising higher and higher and higher. And I'm not focused on the, the little shit that I shouldn't be focused on. I'm not thinking about stupid shit I shouldn't be focusing on. You know, I, I'm, I'm much more, even if I'm putting out readings every day, like there's a difference for me. When I'm doing, when, when somebody's energy is pure and when it's not, when I'm emotionally sound and when I'm not. And a lot of times I won't record if I'm, if I'm mentally fucked up, I won't record. Mm. People get upset, but I don't care because one, you're coming to me for advice. You know, like I've had a conversation with somebody once where I said, Hey, I really don't feel good. And she's like, okay, well, I don't care. Like I need my reading, but I just told you, I don't feel good. So for me, it's like, one, you're asking me to jeopardize my integrity, right? My reputation. And two, why would you want something from somebody if my energy isn't right? But she mm -hmm. wanted it. And I said, okay, fine. I, I, can't, I can't guarantee a level of accuracy. And she still demanded it. And in my head, I think I, think I even told her during the reading, you want to know why he's not coming back? This is, this is a very clear indicator as to why he's not coming back because you're inflexible. Ah. You're incapable of bending. You're incapable of putting someone else's needs above yours where you have to pause and take a break. Mm. And she's a Gemini. Oh, wow. Yeah, very different. Like Geminis, especially Gemini women, I can say, are very different. Whew. Whew. I don't think I've ever dated a Gemini woman. So that, 
I always thought like I would get along, you know, you think, oh, Gemini, that'd be, but like, oh, I, I met a guy that, huh? Four people in a relationship. Oh, shit. yeah. I, I met a guy like that. I think his birthday was June 10th. And he told me like, um, he was like, yeah, he's all, uh, nah, he's, I dated a Gemini. <laughs> it was like, it was it's no, much. yeah. Because it's it. a lot of energy, right? Geminis are naturally like, yeah. So it's a lot of, like, I tried to date a Gemini once and it was too much. I was like, whoa, oh, wow. it's four motherfuckers, two of me, two of you, you know, it's just too much, like, too much. But I think that, um, I think to, despite whatever your sign is, like, I think anybody can connect on such a deep soul level, mm-hmm. but we, we, we still are going to have characteristics, right? That's our blueprint. Our, our natal chart is our blueprint. It's our outline of yeah, who no. we're meant to be. I, I, so what do you think as far as like, what is more important when it comes to love and relationships? Is it the Venus sign or is it like, you know, most people just look at their sun sign. So what do you think about that? Like, is the Venus more accurate? Should it be more accurate? Like, I'm going to be honest. I'm not as in tune with astrology per se. Mm. Um, so I'm not, I'm not great at astrology. I really don't know the answer to that. I think it has to be two able-bodied individuals that want the same thing. And until both people want the same thing, it doesn't matter. You have to want that person. That person has to want you back. And you both have to make sacrifices, especially for something that is so pure and something that's going to bring you a lot of blessings. Mm. Anything that's going to bring you a lot of blessings, you're going to have to sacrifice something. What is it going to be? Maybe it's finances at first. Maybe it's letting go of bad habits. Maybe it's letting go of, you know, cultural norms. I mean, it, it, it could be a multitude of things, mm. but there's always a sacrifice in order to get what you want. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I agree. You know, it's funny. You know, one thing sometimes like they'll communicate. I'm pretty sure they do the same to you with songs and stuff. Mm-hmm. So when I was starting, like kind of like the current thing I'm in is like, I kept hearing that song. The Bone Thugs one where it's like, there's always something you got to give up if you want everything you want. Yes. And that's all. Cut. Oh, over and over. So then I became very focused and it was just like, all right, just work, 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 work. And then that was it. Like, I just, I just worked and worked and, and forgot all the other stuff, you know, like. Yep. I mean, Sometimes but it, it's like, there's, it creates an imbalance though, because all you're doing is focusing on exactly, work. Exactly. So. That's why, like, for me, I fall asleep to frequencies. I fall asleep to frequencies constantly. Mm. And when I fall asleep to frequencies, I change it. Sometimes I listen to a love frequency. Sometimes I listen to a money frequency. Sometimes it's a protection frequency, or sometimes it's even a healing frequency. I always change my frequencies because when you hyper-focus on too much, the same thing, it's not healthy and it's in, and your life becomes imbalanced and the universe wants balance. Mm. So, yeah. So does that help sleeping? Up? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I, I 100%. If, if I need money or something, I put an abundance frequency on boom, I get money. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause I believe I am money. If I want money, I can have it. Mm. I, I, I truly believe I am the empress. I, I am the magician. I'm the high priestess. What do you want? I can manifest that. Mm. but I don't take advantage of it. I have an easier time manifesting for other people than I do myself. But if I need something, I have it mm. easily. Interesting. That's kind of how I look at, I know it's weird, right? <laughs> um, 
I hate to cut this short. No, no, no. yeah, I know you got. I'm go. enjoying the conversation. No, thank you. Um, yeah, I I feel like regardless, like there were certain things I wanted to ask you, but I know people could get that from your readings and stuff like that. So, um, I'll put a link to your the spiritual infusion channel. I'll put a link to your. Yeah, let me know, channel. and then I'll also post it too on my channels as well. Okay, and I'd love to do it again because I know. It became more like a personal conversation. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, if you want to, we can do another one. Just let me know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. No, yeah, I'd love to. And then, uh, I'll, but we'll post this one anyways. And then, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. So thank you very much. Uh, hope, you have, hope you have a great night. Thank it was, you. It was you an too. Honor. It was an honor. And Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate you for thinking about me. And um, yeah, uh, hopefully this was, Maybe it helps somebody. Maybe it's just a conversation starter for people to start having conversations. So, yeah, I think, you know, everything's meant for who it's meant for, for, and someone's going to get something out of it, hopefully. So it'll be, I did. I got a lot out of it. I got a lot out of it. So it's all good. Good. Well, I'm glad. Well, it's funny because like I'm sitting at my desk and I have two screens and I have my camera up here and then I'm looking at you here. So I'm like sitting here like, Uh I know I can see you're gonna think I'm not paying attention, but it's because I'm like looking at you when you're speaking. So <laughs> just want to throw that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, thank you for clarifying that for sure. Of course. Of okay. Course. Well, with that, have a good night and thank you once again. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Sometimes you're just feeling it, you know what I'm saying? You're just feeling it. Feel this way forever. Feel this way forever.